I know Black Dog Crack, but this is this is taking the piss. What's going on, man? These skincare routines are getting out of hand. <laughs> man, it's true, man. I recently got told that I look like I'm 23, but in actuality, I'm 28. That made me feel kind of good, man. Black does not crack. <laughs> My black definitely cracked. When I was 20, people thought I was 28. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Lockdown Yard podcast, where we discuss all things TV and film. My name is Ed. And you know me. My name is Charles. We're not experts. Nor are we people with deep industry knowledge. We're just fans having a group chat with you guys. So enjoy the show and let us know your thoughts. See you in the lockdown yard, baby. I feel like having the, having a podcast has really altered our communication when it comes to watching films. Because I text oh, yeah. you, how was I was like, how's the woman king? I know, right. I didn't even know. I didn't even say that. You just said. You didn't even say. You wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you wanted to say that. <laughs> I literally text you. You told me you've seen the Woman King, and I was like, yeah. "Nice." And that was it. <laughs> we just both knew. Save it for the pod. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's that's literally all the pod is. It's literally just us doing the same analysis or talk we usually do. Yeah. On the pod, so yeah, man. Look at it from like back in the day. Do you remember from like when you were in uni? <laughs> we literally oh, used to call each other from man. other sides of the country. Ridiculous, man. You have to actually book in like a almost like a work meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Set about an hour aside. Yeah, exactly. Let's chop it up, man. We got to talk about Listen. this soundtrack piece. We got to talk about this scene. How it made me ah. laugh. And you're like, ah, those times, man. Good times. I feel like I feel like my soundtrack listening has gone down a bit. I don't know what it is. I feel like I definitely used to listen to soundtracks a lot more. Yeah. Not to say they're on. Maybe they're on those grabbing ones, you know, those those really, like, catchy ones. I don't know. Because I think maybe when we... Maybe we were in, like, the golden peak of, like, us soundtrack. I doubt it. I feel like it's still... There there are some gems out there, but they're not as hyped as before. Like, Mm. for example, Hans Hans Zimmer's Dark Knight trilogy soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That was... Undefeated. That literally transcended, you know, <laughs> just from just from being acknowledged by film fans to just being acknowledged almost worldwide as like a phenomenon. You just go on YouTube, mm. you see the see the amount of views on the YouTube video. Yeah, that's true. But I love the feeling of discovering a hidden gem <laughs> of a soundtrack. Oh, it's great when you it's do. It's great. Man. It's yeah. such a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. you know, everybody must listen to this now. Which one would? Which one was your last um find? my last hidden gem one mm. it's been a while you know what i don't so this one's quite a way back you know that first man film i think it came out in 2018 oh the astronaut one right yeah i haven't watched it but i just know about it it was great but i just no one really okay the film didn't do that well critically it got panned a little bit i thought mm-hmm. i found it quite good they said the the main criticism was so the first man is about the, the you know Neil Armstrong going to the moon, yeah, and people people are like oh you made him a robot with no emotion and things and that was the um, uh, way wooden performance yeah yeah Ryan Gosling played Neil Armstrong and people are like yeah he's a bit too wooden he's not emotional enough mm. and I thought it was a decent film to be honest but the soundtrack the score was really good I really really enjoyed that and nobody talked about it so I was like eh? Fair enough, you're lost. 
That's your gem, bro. What was your What was your last hidden gem that you discovered that you felt like it was under recognized or under hyped? Ooh, you know what? I want to check my phone for this because I actually have it saved on my phone. I don't uh, do that often. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There is one. I can't remember the name of it. There is the one. Ah, uh, what was it? What was it? You know what? It's not even. On, it's not even a. Um, a hidden gem. I just like this one, and it just brings me back to like the old days when I was listening to like not listening to when I was um watching anime. It's Death Note. So many songs in that are actually just very mellow, and they can be also like so intense too. But I don't go for the really like orchestrated ones. I just go for the mellow ones because I feel like those are the ones that people like don't really listen to a lot of. They just remember all. They always just remember all of the. Potato chip. <laughs> and I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> yes. It's kind of that, like that epic kind of music. Loved it. Yeah. That was the most intense writing ever, man. Honestly, man. But yes, as you've covered, we're gonna be discussing the Woman King. Mm-hmm. Came out this year, obviously. And since it's finished, we're gonna be discussing She Hulk. So we touched on She Hulk a little bit previously. Yeah. It's fully finished now, so we're going to get into it. But first things first, mm. I've been dying to hear your thoughts since you said... <laughs> I've, seen, I've, seen, you know, like, I've seen the Woman King. I was like, cool. And that was it. Continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my head, you were just like that meme. You know, that kid is like really straining at the class. I'm like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it that feeling when you're, you, you want to cough out loud, but you have yep. to hold it in because you've coughed yep, too yep. much already? <laughs> yep, man. That's you. Um, what did I think? Overall, I liked this film a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. There were some things I just couldn't take seriously, though, but for different reasons than you might expect. Um, overall, amazing performances by Viola Davis. Yeah. I really liked um, um, Izuki, um, played by what's her name? Oh, Izuki, yes, by Lashana uh, Lynch. Lashana Lynch, yep. Man, she she's showing up in places now. I'm glad to see her about doing stuff. She's my favorite character in that whole film, I think. Yeah, I think she's most people's. Yeah. The whole time I was watching it, I was just thinking, yo, they put in work. They turn into hard bodies in this, man. They were doing acrobatics and then tri- the training. Oh, my days. Mm-hmm. Tri- so much of this film I enjoyed. Historical accuracy-wise... That's a whole nother conversation. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But overall, that was good. I, I'm glad I watched it. I don't feel like I wasted my time. It was good. Fair enough, man. I, I actually agree with you on the... You can actually feel... Like, you see, on so many of these action films, maybe on the behind-the-scenes videos, we train mm-hmm. for months. We put in the martial art training, mm-hmm. pump, training and everything. But this yeah. one, you actually felt it, man. Nah, like Lionel Davis as her body went through it like never mm. you really felt that in this film it's like sometimes you can tell when there's obviously a stunt double but in this yeah. one you felt like nah they had to really put in the work to get in this kind of shape nah. the, the choreography was mm-hmm. great absolutely in terms of oh. historical accuracy you know what it might be an unpopular take we're never going to get a fully historically accurate biopic, if you like, or these kind no. of things. Oh, no, this so, is Hollywood, man. Yeah, I, I definitely, I used to be like you. I, I was once like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was literally, I was like you. I was really like, 
I really used to let historical accuracy beat me up. Then, and then recently I realized nothing really is ever going to be truly historically accurate. Nah. Even even ones which get kind of close. Yeah. Because you can never truly capture it. And a lot of stuff is dramatized for mm. the big screen. So that that isn't a big gripe for me, to be no, honest. No, but I, I understand why, you know, you kind of pick up on it. So, yeah. 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 Um, some things I found just funny <laughs> when I thought about uh, there was one performance that stood out to me in a different way than everyone else, I think. Um, John, John Boyega, bro. Um, John Boyega as the king. Oh, yeah. What did you think? The whole time he was the, the whole time he was the king, I just, he kept reminding me of like an uncle, but he looked so young, so it felt so weird in <laughs> the performance. <laughs> yeah, he, he was very uncle-like. <laughs> no, his mannerisms. Are, I, no, I'm not going to, I'm not ragging on his performance at all. I think he really did a great job in his, his role. Um, but when I put that in my head, I couldn't like get that out of my head when I was watching it. I mean, there's one thing I've really heard from people about John Boyega in this film, mm. and is that he really nailed the Af- the the African accent for once. For once in Hollywood, it's like he should be the gold standard. Yep. By the way, me calling him an uncle is a compliment because he really did give the accent his all, man, and it was good, man. It was authentic, man. Hundred percent, man. Hundred mm. percent. He he should actually open a like a mini academy for actors who want to portray Africans in movies. Obviously, depending on which part of Africa they're from, he did he did a really great West African accent. So mm-hmm. that was really good. Really yeah, good yeah. to see on screen for once. And you can tell that really inspired his fellow his fellow performers because I thought Viola Davis accent was really good. Lashana Lynch was hit and miss here and there. But her, mm. her overall performance was was really good. So I just He was thought, captivating to me. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And listen, when they say black don't crack, so the girl listen. who obviously we're in which is the full spoilers thing, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we're talking about everything. <laughs> but the the girl who eventually turned out to be Naniska, who was obviously mm-hmm. played by Violet Davis's daughter, Naniska's daughter, she's over thirty in real life. I was like, what? Was it Nawi? Nawi, yeah. So yeah, no, my days. She's thirty-one. Nah, you're lying. Nah, you're lying. Thirty-one, man. I know black don't crack, but this is this is taking the piss. What's going on, man? These skincare routines are getting out of hand. <laughs> man, it's true, man. I recently got told that I look like I'm twenty-three, but in actuality, I'm twenty-eight. That made me feel kind of good, man. Black does not crack. <laughs> my black definitely cracked. When I was twenty, people thought I was twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> That thing been shattered like a damn vase in a china shop run by a bull or something. Absolutely shattered. I've never been part of Black Don't Crack Gang. So, yeah. <laughs> you guys enjoy. I'm the outsider here. <laughs> wow. It's okay, bro. We'll get you a skincare routine. Don't worry. It's key. It's key. <laughs> in terms of the historically accurate thing, I did see quite a few complaints about it in general. Not well, so You're not really complaining about it. You're just pointing it out, but I've seen a lot of people, and in fact, I found out that Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o turned down a role in this film because she felt it was just far too historically inaccurate for her to... Mm. She said it wouldn't really fit right with her conscience to to do this role because the film is portrayed as, you know, woman warriors, 
Yeah. And they saved the homie sort of thing. But mm-hmm. in real life, there was a lot of apparent selling of slaves to the Europeans who yeah. arrived to the shore. And Lupita was really uncomfortable with that truth. And she just said, yeah, I can't be involved in this project, which is fair enough. It's fair enough if you can separate, you know, and it's fine. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you know my thing about slavery films where I just don't like seeing I feel like it's been more than portrayed. <laughs> I was going to say, I was waiting to hear what you thought about this particular aspect. Yeah. I know. I didn't I didn't really expect it to be that heavily portrayed in this film. But it was and I wasn't mad at the amount of, you know, slavery content there wasn't it. There's some scenes that did piss me off, like when they were walking through the jungle and he had the the white slaver being carried in his hammock. I was like, damn it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn. But you know what? It is what it is. There there have been heavier films out there. Much heavier. Portrait, much heavier. I mean, 12 Years a Slave. Mm. This is like PG compared to that. So, oh, yeah. yeah but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the performances. I liked the portrayal. The introduction we had to the warriors. Oh, Ooh. shivers, bro. Shivers. You saw Viola Davis, Naniska pop up. It's like, oh, you're on your own? And then her, her fellow warriors popped up. <laughs> it's at that moment you knew. <laughs> Death is coming for you. <laughs> Don't look away. Look at me. <laughs> Man, the way um, Izugi killed that guy with her fingers in the eye. Yo, I was waiting for that to show up again in the film. It didn't. It didn't. She kind of showed, like, it's intentional when she was sharpening her nails later. And then she even tried mm-hmm. to teach Naoi about it. But, man, seeing it was just brutal. And I just I just love the portrayal of her as a badass. One particular scene I loved when, I think it was near, you know, just just after the middle of the film, when she was, like, in a standoff against yeah. one of the, the men with a spear in each other's chest. It's like... <clears throat> that is my favourite... Yeah. In, listen, in the trailer for this film, that was my favourite part of the whole trailer because it, it actually got me hyped up when she was like, yeah! <laughs> After the thing. I was so hyped. But yeah, when she saw it, when that bit was happened, it was so cool. Absolutely, man. Ah. Bad ass. I felt like no way, man. I was like, I want to be like Azuki when I grow yes. up. <laughs> Nah, there were so many great scenes in this film, and that one, and although it was brutal, I quite enjoyed the final trial, where they had to go through the thorns and climb over the thing and uh, sort of win it, or at least complete it, to become... You see you. You, you, you see you. You're different. You're different than me. <laughs> you know what? There's actually a thing that someone told me about. Okay, I'm going to tangent into my personal life a little bit. So I heard about this thing you can do when... It's like this activity course you can do outside and it's like Navy SEALs level hard, but it's meant to be fun for like people like you who like this stuff. I'm going to find the name <laughs> of it and you're going to do it and you're going to be like, I think it's called something like the Iron Gauntlet or something, or Iron Bear or something like that. Listen, I'll find man, I've, out. Done, I've done the Tough Mother. I've made of real stuff. That Iron Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, <laughs> Yo, like no, you said nice. I'm full of real stuff. You know what yeah. I'm <laughs> That Iron Gauntlet stuff sounds like it's a nice, clean environment. I've done the real stuff. It's not. It's out in the not. It's out in the fields, bro. It's out in the fields and it's out in the mud. It might even be similar to what you've done. All right. All right. Bet. Bet. 
Tough Mother is called Tough Mother for a reason, man. Only the okay. toughest completed. Okay. And okay. even though I nearly met my end a couple of times in it, I didn't. So, <laughs> man. Nah, listen, that scene was great. Like, I liked how they showed that she's different because she goes back and helps her fellow, even though she only kind of went back and helped her friend. But she still did it. She still she was still willing to self-sacrifice and, you know, possibly yeah. not win the whole thing. And then that she showed that yeah. she's just better than everyone else where she just jumped to the floor of that high. Mm. Mm. I was like, damn. And she still managed to chop that dummy's head off, man. Oh, damn. yes. Speaking of, I love the, the violence in this, the brutality. Like it was not probably not enough blood for the kind of things they were oh, no. doing because you know, I think yeah I think they want families to kind of watch this yeah, yeah they, want, they want families to watch this they want probably young young girls to watch yeah. this and be inspired and things like that but. fully like this is not like a Hollywood film like I said like if you want they're not even going for like historical accuracy you're not gonna go R rate with like something yeah. that's inaccurate you know one hundred percent but. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the, as I said at the start, the choreography, the action scenes, really well done. And let's, I just keep listening of all the scenes I love in this, but the <laughs> bit where the Agoji were getting ready to kind of, I think that final battle or near the end, where they're kind well, of they're, dancing mm-hmm. and then they're just all in formation. I love that You have that like Viola Davis's like um, speech in the background. Is it that? Yes, bit? yes. Mm. Oh, Why cool. can I see that scene being dubbed over with random music in the future? Oh, it's a red... What do you mean? What do you mean in the future? What do you mean in the future? We in the now and it's probably... I check my phone right now. They're used to it. They're used to it. Oh, listen, nothing is unmemeable now. Like, as, as we mm. slight tangent again, we're probably not going to talk about this, but the mm. whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Yeah. I've oh seen countless TikToks and they, mm. they all try and put a disclaimer in their description this is not promoting Jeffrey Dahmer or glorifying him. This is just portraying. It's like, shut up, man. <laughs> you know, you know what you're exactly doing. What you, you know exactly what you're doing. Legit, anything for clout. Anything for clout. But anything. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed the movie. Is there anything I didn't like? I mean, you, you had a few gripes with it. What didn't you dig? <clears throat> I think it's just one. Well, just one I can really point out that I think you actually think is funny in retrospect. My man Malik with the abs and the body and whatnot. He was into Nawe. What's wrong with that? No, 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 no. I'm just describing him in case people haven't seen him, so I'm trying to get him to watch the film, if that's what oh, you're right. about. Yeah. Anyway, he's just the guy who came with the uh, Portuguese captain to do the slave trade. His mom was, what, she used to live in Dahomey? Yeah. And oh, the mixed race dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mixed race dude, yeah. Did he not think coming back to his home... Like his mother's homeland would actually not change him because he annoyed me the whole time. That that to me, him being there was like a, I, I don't understand. Like, are you gonna do exactly the cliche thing I'm expecting you to do? Have a change of heart at the last minute? Ah, uh, I, I I hate that archetype. I just don't like that. He was the the John Smith in Pocahontas type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get you. That's that's just me. He, and he seemed quite high-ranking in the whole slave trade thing. Because, like, he must have seen a lot of craziness. But suddenly he comes back to the homie, which I get, it, it makes sense because that's mm-hmm. more personal to him. But to make yeah, it but, seem like he's kind of against the slave trade and everything, probably I mean, inaccurate. If, 
if I were him and I knew I was going back home, I don't think I would ever go back on the ship. I would be planning to just do something like that. I wouldn't be okay with like going back and forth like that. I, I feel like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I feel like it really should yeah. have just changed it. Nah, I'm thinking a bit too hard about it. Never mind. And talking about scenes that we liked, I really thought the, the was it the maternity test thing was pretty cool. The way that she did it with like the tooth. Yes. That was I was not expecting that. That was that was pretty cool when I saw that. I was like, oh snap. You actually left a marker inside your child, damn. And I love how the scene unfolded because it had us the audience on the edge thinking, even though you knew exactly what was gonna happen, she was gonna oh, you like, knew exactly uncover it. The mm-hmm. tension was still there. It was like, mm-hmm. oh and then you felt the drama of the moment. Yeah, the way it was acted helped so much. Yeah, but you know what? Th- speaking of things I didn't quite dig, they kind of just ignored that <laughs> after for a long time, didn't they? Yeah, it wasn't. They didn't make it the main point of the. They just movie. ignored it. Just like, oh. well, there's war going on. There's war going on, bro. There's war. Yeah, but that's a huge revelation, man. They didn't. They didn't really con- confront it or deal with it till. Well, did they yeah, ever at all? I don't think they did. Yeah, they did. They kind of did at the end. They kind of did it subtly because the, that dance was just kind of like them silently acknowledging their their familiar bond, you know? There was a long gap between it, though. There was a really long gap between... Bro, there was a whole lot to get through. In this <laughs> I don't know if I would have actually paid attention as much to that as to the actual plot, which was the war. Fair maybe enough. that's Maybe that's where we differed. Maybe you wanted more of that than I did. Yeah. I Do you mean, feel like it was like less balanced because of that? Nah, it's not really a big gripe of mine. I just thought, wait, you literally just found out she's your daughter and she just found out she's your mother. You guys going to talk it out? or No? Okay. Just straight into battle. Fine. Here's what it is. <laughs> it was a lot, bro. It was a lot for both of them, I imagine. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know, man. When War. And I, I wasn't really into the visions that Nemiska was having. Those scenes kind of, kind of took me out a little bit. Wasn't really interested in, yeah, in that aspect neither. too much. That that felt like that felt like straight script writing. You know, I, I, I didn't mm. need that. I like where it led. You know, it showed it's an effect of the trauma she suffered when she was raped, when she was mm. captured and raped, but. Yeah, the visions just wasn't into it. You know, yeah. didn't really fit in with the rest of the film. It was kind of it seemed really mystical that element, like a really yeah. mystical element where the rest is just a straight up action movie. So yeah, yeah. maybe I don't know. That's just the thing. Like we don't know if that's how it was at the time. Like if they actually did that much or not. I don't know. Me myself, I don't know. Like the the other aspect of like the I don't know, the culture was like that blood thing they did. Where they had to like take oh. out his blood and just like pour it all over this idol, and I was like, "Damn, that's like really." Juju. How did you feel? Are you your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna pray, say, that. "I was gonna pray." You're God is watching you. The cleanse. No, nah, for real. The Lord is watching, <laughs> watching you. you. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, jeez. You know what? Nope. That that reminds me. One thing I kept thinking throughout this film is. These guys give each other a lot of friendly cuts. Right? These <laughs> are a lot of cuts, man. Damn. They actually bond over the cuts, man. Look at this cut. <laughs> look at this cut. Oh, look at this slop. Look at this slash across my, my torso. Look at this. Look at this. Damn. Shit, man. Damn, leave some for the enemy to do. 
Bro, the thorns bit. Ooh, that looked painful. Taking the thorns out looked painful, man. Those are really good effects there. Completely mm. practical. It just shows, damn, how are they going to get through that? And Izogi, like, what was the need for the spear thing? <laughs> I liked it. It's such a badass scene. I love it. But Hey, first rule, tradition. listen to Izuki. Izuki. I am Izuki. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter why she had the spirit. It was badass. <laughs> oh, man. Lashana Lynch was great, man. Jeez. Mm. Jeez, man. And I don't know if you... Did you realize that other actors... She was in. She was actually in Doctor Strange. Um, hmm. Who? So she played Amenza, but her name is... The actor's name is Sheila Atim. So she was like um, Izogi's best friend. Izogi's bestie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, f- I just think she's just a really good performer. And I love this scene near the end where, obviously, after Izogi's killed, really, really mm. tragic scene. Oh, yeah. And I felt that. Oh, she she reminded me of Viola Davis at that point because she had the snot and the, everything going down her mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the snot. That, that, she might not have actually been Viola Davis' daughter in the movie, but she was that. She was acting just like Viola Davis in that scene. <laughs> Legit. Man. There's just so many top performers in this. Like, this is such mm. a solid cast. Just looking at them, but I love the scene where she pretty much, well, in her own way, avenges Izugi's death, where she just absolutely brutally beats the living daylights. this guy, man. And kills him brutally. I was like, damn. That's what you get. What you get. But looking back on the film, was was it quite obvious to you? Was it a big plot twist that um, she was Naniska's daughter, Naoi? Or was, was it kind really. of expected? Yeah, from the moment that um, she saw that scar, I was like, oh boy. that's a plot Okay, so right but there. before the scar, you didn't expect that to be the, the plot of the story, man? No, because it kind of revealed everything, small details about herself, like small, because she said she was an orphan, and then the mm. scar, and it kind of followed literally yeah. after the next scene, when Viola Davis just said, what did you do with it? Uh, okay, okay, now I understand. I, 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 mm. I'm smart, I'm smart. <laughs> SMLT. They they kind of went with the whole like mother like daughter thing. It's like a really defiant warrior, mm. and she doesn't listen. She's just mm. like you. It's like yeah, yeah I got that in the end. Yeah. yeah, it was telegraphed, but it wasn't too obvious to me because no, it didn't take me out. Yeah, the only yeah, I think like you, the only bit where I was like, oh, was when she said you're an orphan. And I thought she was literally just that guy's daughter who just gave her away, which was. Yeah, man, that's cool. And it makes sense. That makes me think. So has she ever asked any other recruits if they're from an orphanage? Has she, has she gone through that before with someone? Or was that just literally as random as... No, she didn't ask. She told her. Okay. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I almost forget. She told her and then Viola David or Naniska said, you were, you were an orphan? She said, yes. And they kind of... We didn't see what um, Naniska's visions were about exactly up until that point, but we kind of no, figured, we yeah, we kind of figured what she was dreaming about as soon when you saw her reaction to that revelation. So that was cool. Mm. That was cool. Another badass scene with is I feel like Izogi has all the scenes, man. That's what <laughs> I'm saying, man. <laughs> but when she broke her, even after she broke her arm and she was standing on the auction stall, mm-hmm. she had to. I like the voiceover when they were talking through their plan. It's like, yeah. we will stand there 
I will not let them see that my arm is broken. And you just saw like a poker face. Firm in it. <laughs> now, how realistic that is. I'd, I've never had a broken arm, thank God, but I don't know how you confirm that. <laughs> to be I guess it, you just have to be expecting the pain. Expecting it to hurt like hell, yes. but knowing that kind of <laughs> hurts. I think it would be easier if it'd be easier than if you're unexpected, you know, like, ah, what are you doing? As yes. opposed to like, <laughs> I'm cool. You know what? We're talking about that meme with the guy who's holding in the cough. She must mm. have been like that. <laughs> but she didn't show it, bro. She ain't show it. She ain't show she it. She ain't show nothing. Ah, but solid film. Do you think this film has a good shot at you know, award recognition? As in Golden Globes or... Maybe a Golden Globe. Oscar, BAFTA. There were some great shots in this uh, film, I thought. Like, the last shot, even though it was cliche, it looked really cool. The three of them, mm-hmm. like, looking out over the horizon when Viola Davis was doing her first gun <laughs> to save them at the end, and then the, the rest She's of the just army going for a casual nighttime jog. Yeah. Bro, that <laughs> set me off. I was like, wait, is she really going to Wow! <laughs> She's running. But there was some... Her casual 10K run. <laughs> yeah, as you do. But um, <laughs> um, overall, do I think it deserves to be an Oscar nom? Maybe you know, there was apart from, I, don't, I think the performances, some of them are Oscar worthy. I think, I think Norway's one was pretty good. Mm. Maybe not Oscar. I'm, I may be ambitious, but you know what? You know, what I did, I, I did get um, Angelina Ellis right. So you know, I might be right about this. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sure if it would be going for an Oscars run because it can be a bit unpredictable. There's always some sleeper films that just pop out of nowhere and then end up becoming front runners. But yeah, mm. I'd, it'd be great. I'd love it if you know it was, it had an Oscar nomination run. But yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too sure on that. But um. Mm. Speaking of soundtracks, we were talking about at the start. Mm-hmm. Any, any that stood out to you? Any scores? Not in particular. For me, the one that stood out to me was when they, you Ooh. know, when they returned. When they I returned. knew you were gonna say that. Ah, I yes. knew you were gonna say that one. Yes, I like that soundtrack when you know they're all told, "Don't look at you've been something like don't look at them," mm-hmm. or you are not allowed to look at the Aguji when they return. Mm-hmm. The king forbids it. The king forbids it. And the boy tried sneaking the staring, and then he had the Izugi. There you go, Izugi again and yeah. again and again. I like that moment because at that point I thought these are fierce warriors. Yep. And they don't they don't joke around. And, exactly. and that bit was nice, a nice humanizing moment. It's like, oh yeah. okay, they cool. They cool with their own people. They they mean business, but they cool. They cool. Yeah, but then you think about the fact that they'd be doing slave trade too at the same time. <laughs> and oh, it ruins yeah. it. Yeah. Well, the film had more humor than I expected for sure. Mm. Like, there was that moment, there was the bit, the moment you mentioned earlier, um, the bit Izogi said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked <laughs> one of John Boyega's lines. Mm, as the king. Which one? The when, when he said, when he was having a conversation with the, that Portuguese, the the Portuguese guy, the Brazilian, guy, I, 
So yeah. there, there were two lines I liked. The one where he said, when you're in my country, you speak my language. <laughs> yeah, man. No, when you're in my house, speak my language. <laughs> yes, yeah, he, he kept speaking Portuguese and then he kept speaking English. Mm. And then he said, listen, you're in my house. House. <laughs> Talk my damn language. <laughs> Talk my language. She. <laughs> and then the other line I liked was when the Brazilian dude tried to faintly threaten the king. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you are the unprotected ones or something like that. Yeah. I don't one... remember the line exactly. Yeah, I know. I remember I watched it yesterday. It was just like, um, if you are no longer of interest to me and you are no longer of interest to you, something like that. And he said, yes. I am not the one. Yeah, I like the way it played out too. The way, yeah. yeah. It's like he tried to threaten him really slyly. It's like, we ain't scared of you. In fact, you should mm-hmm. be scared of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really solid I film think, for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was good. I think everyone did their best in this, I think. I think everyone performed pretty good. So yeah, for me, I would I would definitely my rating for it, the one yard rating, I'd give it a two for one. So if there was an opportunity to see it in the cinema again, I'd see yep. it. Not in IMAX, yep. but I'd see it again. Yeah. And same for me. Two for one. Cool. Not really worth an IMAX for me. Great film though. Great film. And we go on to She Hulk now. She Hulk, <laughs> She Hulk, She Hulk. Hey, She Hulk, get out of She Hulk, get out of here. Your better ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually gonna interrupt this right now. <laughs> Listen, I feel like that last episode almost almost kind of in a way saved a lot of things in the series. Okay, so you're on that side of the argument. Okay. okay. I love that fourth wall break, man. <laughs> it was one All of, right. it was the best fourth wall break I've seen in anything. Yeah, it was one of that's definitely true. That's definitely true. And it's almost as if like they they telegraphed how fans would feel about the show. And in the last episode they said, you know what, we're with you. We're with mm-hmm. you. They, mm-hmm. They're gonna sit on the couch along with us and laugh at their own show in a way. Especially the they- CGI. <laughs> it's like the special effects guys have gone home. It's like, wait. Honestly, man. <laughs> I feel like we got Ralph Bonard again. <laughs> in a uh, way, we kind of got super Ralph Bonard. <laughs> because they just... Either they, they knew that we would complain about the CG, or they'd just been like writing this thing like live or something, which is not possible. So mm-hmm. I feel like they played the fans. But this means you cannot give me shitty She-Hulk, Fiona-looking ass yeah. again. <laughs> Don't like, do it's, that! <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost so self-aware that... It's like, are any criticisms even valid? Because they know themselves what they're doing. So it's like... Oh, I know. Hey, man, you know what it is. You know what it is, baby. You know what this is. You know the game. But I felt like that last episode, it kind of rendered a lot of the season pointless. The the most important things we should take away from this season, uh, the fact we have been introduced to Mm -hmm. She-Hulk, the abomination, we've seen what he's up to. And that's pretty much it. Hulk's son, Scar, as well. Oh my god, I hate (laughs) it so much. Getting onto his haircut. I hate his haircut, it's disgusting. He hadn't even said a word, and he's he's getting all this. No, do you remember that film I kept posting? We all had bad hair days, man. No, no, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. What the fuck is that? What the hell was even that? No. 
his head, Bible said, now let me just go across your head this way. It's, let, me, let me try it. Let me try it and see if it works. Oh. He didn't even let him give you a full 360-12, man. You already seen the front. He, the man looked like a PS2 cutscene, okay? It didn't look good. She-Hulk looked like a PS2 cutscene all the way through the season. I'm not debating what She-Hulk looked like. I'm debating what Scar looked like. <laughs> Bro, do you, now, no, okay. Do you remember that, that film I kept like... Uh, Look at me! Look at me! <laughs> what, the Joker? <laughs> no, the, that, that film I posted, like that Kong Pao one, you know that guy who says Betty? And oh, the guy yeah, with the really yeah. like, You see his haircut? Yes! Oh my god. You now, see, you, have to you do, see. You have to do some sort of stitch of that. That's hilarious. I will. <laughs> I know I've seen his haircut before. Hold on, let me think. Yeah! <laughs> oh my days. Yeah, the trim, I don't know. I didn't see much of it until it was like everyone it. started posting everywhere after after the episode. <laughs> but then people have kind of justified <laughs> People have justified it, though. You remember Stan Lee's the one giving haircuts on Sakaar? So come on, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> I need, no, don't do that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the rationale people are using. Oh my gosh! Don't blame this on Stanley. <laughs> Still came out looking great. You looked better before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. That I just feel like let Scar speak, and let's at least let's see how it, the, the trim looks. Recently. It looks like he's got the long hair on the back. I don't know, man. Maybe it looks good for me. I don't know, but yeah. Moving on. Please, for the love of God, Daredevil, Daredevil and She-Hulk are they a thing now? Because that makes it they seem like it's canon. Thing. They are a thing now. Did did <sighs> they literally just drop him out of the sky for her when he oh showed up? Oh my goodness, that scene pissed me off so much. It's <laughs> like, where did he, first of all, first of all, mm-hmm. Daredevil is not enhanced. He's not a super no, being. That landing was shattered his knee. I'm sorry, it would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he does the superhero landing, which was from so, where? It was so cartoony and cliche. Yeah, I was like, "Come on, man, are you are you happy with what what's been done with Daredevil in this series in the in She Hulk?" At the moment, I'm just kind of glad that Charlie Cox is back. I don't think he's doing a terrible job at all. Mm. As to how it compares with what the Netflix Daredevil, it's obviously a different vibe. He's a lot more. Lighthearted, not lighthearted. He's a bit more lighter in this one. He's not as if the tone is very different. It's not as gritty. So it's just him in this sitcom format. I don't think it would work going forward. I want to see something maybe in between Netflix and what we've seen so far. Right, right. I prefer obviously. I much prefer the Netflix Daredevil, even though yeah. it's kind of nice in this uh, She-Hulk series seeing him not getting beaten to bits. Or bleeding after every fight, or just getting destroyed. So this is coming from the man who's did the the tough mother. Oh yeah, that's right, man. Listen, I know what I've I've been through it. All right, <laughs> I'm happy for another man not to go through it like me. <laughs> All right, okay. But it's a different. I feel like he's adapted well to the tone of She-Hulk. Yeah. But in terms of preference, I definitely prefer the the gritty side we saw, you know, in the Netflix version. Yeah. But I will say, I do like how acrobatic they've made him in 
in yeah. Chihu, flipping around and everything. Legit, yeah. he's, he's been doing his Pilates, as I said. This guy's mm. putting the work. Um, all right. She-Hulk as a whole series. What are your thoughts, man? <sighs> yay or nay? Uh, I'm going to say yay, but it's not an enthusiastic one. I have my reasons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me finish. It sounds like you're on both sides of the coin, so let's get into your yays. What are the yays, mm. first of all? I'll say the yays at the moment. That's the first time I've seen a Marvel sitcom. If this is how they're going to do it, being meta, I like it. It's simple. It's different from what we've had before, which is always nice once in a while. You don't want to get stuck to the same kind of formula, you know? Mm. Mm. It did expand more on Hulk because I think that MCU has been lacking that for a long time. But Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I, I don't think it's 100% where it needs to be right now because... I don't know. I'm almost like the way we did another thing that was like, no, uh, <laughs> let me stay on the yes. Um, uh, I definitely think, uh, what's her name? Who plays um, She-Hulk? I forgot her name. Tatiana Maslany? Yes. I think she was a perfect cast for her. I feel like she, every time she wasn't She-Hulk, I liked her more than she when she was She-Hulk. Mm. Because I felt, I could see the performance, I could see the humor. I like the fourth wall breaks a lot. Yeah, and it helped. It helped keep the tone simple, you know. Like each episode was its own thing, and it didn't really connect too much to a grand plot. It was refreshing in that sense. But going yeah. on to the bad things, <laughs> maybe you should do this. No, no, no. Maybe we should do this together, man. Because maybe you might gripe about the same stuff. Do you want to talk about All the right. yes first, or do you want to uh, go? On I'll, I'll do my yes. So I really enjoyed that first episode. Where it was just her mm. and Hulk, and she, they were training and learning what it means to be a Hulk. And yeah, I really enjoyed that episode and thought I was going to see more of that, yep. the tone throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth wall breaks we saw in the final episode were fantastic. Really wish there was more of it throughout the season, but that was for me the best part of the last episode and probably some of the best parts of the whole season. I agree, Tatiana Osmani is great casting as She-Hulk. Um, yeah, those are my yeas. <laughs> okay. And oh, oh yeah, sorry. And my my overall is it's a meh. It's not a yay. It's not a nay. You didn't tell me male's an option. You gave me yeah. Nah, well, you can't do that. <laughs> Wait, you so see does this that guy? Mean you say meh as well. Well, no, I'm going to stick to what I said, but next time, tell me that. Next time, you better tell Ah, man. All right, one more yay, just because I need to balance this out before I get into the next. <clears throat> I did like the explanation as to how she's able to control her, um, her She-Hulk. Like a, a really? Range. A lot of people hated that. I don't know. I like the fact that they actually went there and said that. I don't know if it's actually... Why well, do people whole, hate I'm it? a woman thing, and I've learned to control my rage my whole life. I don't know why it highlighted it to me. I was like, I don't know if I'd like that or not. I just know that it's something mm. I, yeah, something I pointed out. I didn't know that people had such a bad opinion about that. How come? No, they were just, and I guess this is one of the things people, <laughs> this show really run a commentary on guys online who just complain about anything and everything that puts women in the spotlight or on a platform. Mm. <laughs> That came, that really came out in the Meg the Stallion episode. So 
It's as if the show knew. The show really knew that men were gonna hate this show, so we're gonna we're gonna get on to you lot. <laughs> nah, let's go full throttle. Megan, are you free? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, did we not talk about the Megan the Stallion part before because it was a negative? <laughs> no, no, we haven't we haven't just discussed that at all yet. <laughs> <laughs> that episode was I didn't like it, man. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a killjoy and everything. But I, didn't I didn't like it either. It was like a B storyline. Some people are like, why are you so serious, man? Get a grip. It's just fun. I'm like, ah, I know mm. the MCU can be a jokey place and everything, but man. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing really matters much anymore in the MCU. Like, I like the Wong's episode. I like the Wong's episode. That made me laugh. I like that one. Wong. Wong has gotten funnier and funnier <laughs> by the appearance. Man. Let's go TV buddy now. Legit. Ah. Okay, the Nays. This show just felt like there were no stakes whatsoever. Absolutely. The, Absolutely. The level of seriousness was lacking. It was a sitcom, I get it, but some parts they tried to be jokey and it just wasn't that funny. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't remember any laugh out loud moments where I was like, ah, oh, that's hilarious. Do you? I did. Yeah. The first post credit scene to episode one made me laugh out loud. What was that one again? It was the one where they're still, um, Jen and Bruce are talking at the bar late at night. And it's when um, they're talking about Captain America and how he must have lost his virginity oh, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> and then Hulk confirms, yeah, it was at, the, at some fair and it was some girl from New York. And he said, <gasps> yeah. Captain America, fuck. <laughs> that see exactly. Yeah. That made me laugh. I was like, okay, okay. Fair. I just I think it's the whole tone of the show. Like you mentioned, yeah, it's a sitcom. I've got sitcoms which I love. And if we're gonna judge it by sitcom standards, that was not the best sitcom, man. That was not the best sitcom at all. Like if you think of some of the best sitcoms you've enjoyed in your life, this doesn't even come close. No, no, no. Uh, However, well, oh, man, I'm thinking about something else I like about it. I like the fact that it didn't have a laugh track. I hate them. I tried going back, and it's really hard. Laugh tracks. Well, like in Friends. I think the year, the, the, the last show I watched with a laugh track that broke me was The Big Bang Theory. That was oh, just man. You take out that <laughs> laugh track, it is not that damn funny. It is not. It is very awkward. Laugh tracks are so manipulative, man. Mm-hmm. We knew our joke isn't that good, but we're going to put a really extra hard laugh track in here just to manipulate the audience to thinking that's funny. Mm. It happens so many times in Friends as well. Like, I love, we love us as friends, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the live audience ones, I, I, I like those ones because at least they're authentic, I suppose. But actually, no, they tell them to do that. Oh, yeah. No, I really can lie. <laughs> yeah, it's a damn lie. Yeah. Anybody who don't laugh, we're going to kick your ass out of the studio. <laughs> You clap hard uh, enough. For me, yeah, the, the tone of She-Hulk, and it's fine. It wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. I've enjoyed so many other things in the MCU other than this. Yeah. So it's mm. fine. If if Marvel wants to, you know, diversify their content and go towards this sitcom style, great. Because there are going to be people out there. There are some people out there who love this. He will say She-Hulk was probably their favorite of all the MCU TV shows. I'm not mm. one of them people. It me wasn't either. for me. It wasn't um, me either. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't really get with it, man. I tried so mm-hmm. hard. I, f- I kept thinking after every episode, okay, next episode is going to get better and then 
we kind of got to that stage where we were just praying Daredevil will show up and he didn't. And there was that therapy episode with Emil Blonsky and... Uh, yeah. Geez. I know. I know. Yeah. And that's also, I guess, going through the characters, She-Hulk, nothing really to compare to because that's the first time we've seen She-Hulk. Yeah, true. Um, I, um, I think she looked all right, you know. The design, I mean, the final design, the one that looks like it's been fully rendered out, looks great. Yeah, that was like, for one episode. <laughs> yeah, but the one she's in a, oh, when she's in a blazer and a suit, I hate it so much. It looks so yeah. bad. Why does it look so much worse? The lighting, the shading, I don't know what it is. It, it doesn't look great to me at all. It doesn't. She legit does look like a PS2 cutaway scene, as you said. That's what so. I'm saying. Maybe PS3. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's being nice. That's being kind, yeah. Emil Blonsky, absolutely night and day from what we saw <laughs> in the Incredible Hulk versus now. In design, you know, he had the, the fish ears now. Yeah, fish ears, yep. But you want to talk about night and day? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at the size difference between him and, and Hulk. Yes, legit. Oh. Bro, I saw that. I was like, are you sense. serious? I thought they were going to identify that. I thought they were going to identify that in when they were talking to Kevin and everything. No, no one did. I was like, are you kidding me? These two wrecked Harlem as monsters. And they were much closer in size. Oh, my gosh. But you know what? I found it quite, I found it quite fitting because it just shows how much they've nerfed Hulk. Absolutely. It really shows how much they've nerfed Hulk because that's not my Hulk. That's not. That's not. My Hulk is 2003 Ang Lee Hulk, personally. I did. Mm. I'm one of the people that really does enjoy the Edward Norton, um, Incredible mm. Hulk film. I like but, both actually. They're fine. Mm. They're fine. Not great. They're fine. Nah, for me, I Hulk 2003 is just different gravy, man. At the time, loads of people hated it, and I could never understand it because the action was the best we've ever seen Hulk do. Anyway. Don't worry. We're gonna do this one day because I can feel you're gonna like go in. Yes, I'm gonna gush. That Danny Elfman's score as well. Whew, don't get me started. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I can say about She-Hulk. It's like, you know, I've watched it for continuity purposes. So at least I'm, yeah. still, I'm still in tune with what is going on in the MCU. People are going to see Hulk's son in a future movie and they won't have watched She-Hulk. And they'll be like, who the hell, who the hell is that? So you've done mm-hmm. your bit. You've made it through. You're, you're still keeping up with the story of the MCU. Well done, but yeah, the show just wasn't for me. There's so many things I just didn't dig in this. I just, and I I just, you know, sometimes you try to force yourself to like some things just because it's in the MCU or you just want to yeah. be that guy who sees the art and everything, but it just wasn't for me. It no, 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 no. It's okay to just enjoy the way you just enjoy it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, my favorite moment in the whole series was the fourth war break. Because uh, I kind of had a feeling they weren't going that that Kevin wasn't going to be Kevin Feige because I was like, there's no Marvel is many things, but they're not going to do that. They are mm. not going to do that. I expected Kevin to be a machine, and it was. So mm-hmm. I like the hint they gave the to Black Panther. What kind yep. of forever coming up? And and uh, the uh, World War Hulk one too. Yes, it's like I save it for the movie. It's like the Easter eggs dropping out of it left, right, left, right, center here. It's like damn the fun. You know the one of the funniest bits in the whole series 
probably the bit I find funniest actually was when Jen asked Kevin, uh, what's the most cost-efficient way <laughs> to transport back? <laughs> I was like, nah, this, film was, this thing is so self-aware. Nah, that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> that was hilarious to me. So, yeah. Those are my thoughts, really, on She-Hulk. I don't know if you mm. have... There's obviously, we could go into this in much more detail, but nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm out hype for season two. <laughs> Not yet. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like we kind of chopped up enough. Yeah, yeah. The reason I don't want to go into much detail is just because that fourth wall break and you know going and changing the story as she wants just makes yeah, me think. Oh, this whole series was kind of irrelevant. It, it served its purpose. We've got She Hulk. She's in the MCU now. We have um, the new Emil Blonsky. Mm. Even how she got her powers, like uh, no one's really addressed that. An alien spaceship came and crashed into the car, uh, crashed the car. Yeah. Now, where did the ship go? Why was Bruce on it? Uh, so we have to like piece that together too. But I will say, I wasn't too mad at that because remember you're in an MCU that has a frozen, a frozen. What's it from Eternals? Um. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, the frozen celestial. Yeah, a frozen celestial in the Arctic. A celestial itself appeared in the sky. They've seen all kinds of supernatural things. So this this Sakarian ship appearing is like another Tuesday. So it's like, no, no, well, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So when they didn't address, oh, and aliens again? I mean, they have literal immort- immortal people living amongst them now. The guy who jumped out the window. I'm just saying, if that happened to anyone else apart from Hulk and, and Jen... That'd be a terrible day. And you can oh, never yeah. say, oh, you can never use that as an excuse for work, though. Oh, it's a car and shit blew up my, my car. That's why my five minutes late for work, because I took a long time to get the bus out. <laughs> you said, what else is new? We just saw a celestial. Get your ass to work. <laughs> get the hell back to work, Bill. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's why I don't really feel it's worth it doing the whole series in detail, because that fourth wall break in the last episode... Kind of rendered a lot of the season useless. We got our main story points from it, you know, Scott, um, Hulk's son, She Hulk, Abomination in his new form. Wong, nothing's really changed with Wong. He's still Wong's Wong. still Wong and baby. He just took in um, Emil Blonsky as one of his buddies. And yeah, you're ready to move on with the MCU. There's nothing really like groundbreaking or really course changing in this series. Oh yeah, we, oh, and we had Daredevil. Daredevil was I mean, Daredevil from Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think like, there's anything else. Maybe I mean, you know about the Thunderbolts movie, right? Yeah. So apparently, uh, Abomination will be a part of that. So I'm wondering, maybe does Wong connect to that movie as well now? Because I think Wong's Wong is just going to appear in everything now. Just just assume that you'll see Wong in everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, and pop up in his pool all the time. Ah. <sighs> Honestly. Oh, it's Wong. <laughs> it's Wong again. That's like his actual voice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've missed your impressions. <laughs> fortify your minds. <laughs> shush, shush. Fortify your minds. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, then. So what, what would you give She-Hulk in their lockdown yard rating? Is it an IMAX? Is it a two-for-one cinema? Is it a streaming? Is it a film four or is it just a no-go? 
I mean, seeing as it's a TV show, I have to say street. You have to think of one for TV shows because it doesn't work. I can't watch a TV show on IMAX. Uh, if they if they were to say we are going to release uh, the finale of She, say we hadn't watched the finale, they said we we're going to release the finale of She Hulk in IMAX on the big screen. Are you going to see it? No. There you go. <laughs> I don't thought you were going to go like. Maybe you should do something like this. Like, would you wait to binge it or would you binge it weekly? In retrospect, or something like that. I don't mm. know. Yeah, yeah, that could be for but, any show. And I've tried both. I've tried doing the whole wait, the whole season, but it's really hard when it's a, a topical show because you get so many spoilers. Mm. Like some, especially on TikTok, man, flipping hell. Oh, ridiculous! People have no man. chill. But yeah, um, uh, and just a little thing, just before we end this, <laughs> we have our first uh, movie recommendation that came from Ali today. I'm just going to read it out live, see if we can make this a thing going on. Let's Um, do it. Let's do it. It's called Nine Days. A man interviews five unborn souls to determine which one should be given a new life on Earth, with the unchosen ones facing oblivion. And it's a fantasy drama. Came out 2020. Interesting. So is is it a thing where, you know how some people are like, I remember, so I remember a few years ago, there was this guy, he was suing his parents for being born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 what? So is it literally <laughs> asking kids if they want to be here? <laughs> no, I think it's, <laughs> well, like soul. Yeah. Asking, like soul. asking souls who don't have bodies yet, you want to be in this world? I don't know, man, but let's see. I mean, I see Zazi Beats. I see, I see, oh my gosh, it has Wong in it too. We were just talking about Wong. I think I'm sold. I might check this out. And it's it's what? Is it a TV show or movie? It is a movie, fantasy drama, two hours and four minutes. Don't think about the four minutes. That four minutes is important, you know? It's important. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll, check I'll check it out. I like the concept. I like the concept. Mm. It sounds interesting. Thank you, Ali. Nine days. Thank you. All right. So that's, oh yeah, my She-Hulk rating. Forgot to give it. Film for if that was on TV, just sticking in the background, don't care how many adverts there are, it's, it's there. Okay, you said streaming, which so fair yeah. enough. All right, then until next time, we are out. Peace.